Kath, baby. Yeah, Kath. No, I had to find another notebook because I keep losing my regular notebooks, too. Okay. So. <laughs> well, like, well okay. that's, we already started, Marty, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across me in a nice, sweet shirt is my good friend, Marty. How are we doing tonight, Marty? I'm good. I'm pretty sure one of my notebooks is probably shoved in my car somewhere. The other one's just completely lost. I thought you were going to say uh, something totally different. You said it was shoved somewhere. <laughs> uh, no, no. We're like, I'm, I apologize now, folks. For late. This is a day late. We usually release on right. Wednesday. I had like a really bad knockoff Barry White voice, and I could, right. I, I'll probably end up coughing a lot during this episode, so I apologize ahead of time. I could not record last night. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Man, I, I'm still actually reeling like two weeks in uh, from fucking COVID. I still have. I think yesterday, had, most of my cough stuff is gone. But I'm, I'm just still, starting. I'm still just like fucking shot, dude. Every night. Does anybody who knows me? I even during the week when I have to be up at four, I don't really go to bed till even lay down. Usually till like ten thirty to eleven something when I actually go to sleep. But yeah, like this week, I, I will like fall asleep, like start sleeping on the couch at like eight o'clock. I'll start like falling asleep. Even like last night. I woke up a bit at 9. I was like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs and play a game. That usually wakes me up a bit. Even going upstairs, turning on the PS4, just going like, oh, what do I want to play? I was like, nothing. I'm, I'm fucking tired. I'm just going to start a movie, and if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. Yeah. And I was out. I mean, I've just been fucking bored. Well, I got to put this out there since Marty already knows about it. If you follow us on our Instagram page or Twitter, you've seen that our... Un- Unofficial mascot for the podcast yes. died. Captain Porkmore passed away in her sleep uh, Friday night. Yeah, so, I think it was Friday you sent me yep. a message. See, the, we got my, well, the only reason we got that dog, she's a rescue from a, a shelter, but my wife's like, we already had two dogs. Yeah. And regretfully, my wife went to the shelter and said, can we get her? And I'm like, I can't really tell my wife no, but she can tell me no all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. you, honey, but <laughs> we got brought her home and we took her to the vet like, that week, the vet didn't even know how old she was. Right. And we had her for eight years. Oh, fuck. Is that long? Yeah, we had her for eight years. Holy crap. I know. It doesn't seem like I'm like, we've no, only had man. her for a couple of years. No, we had her for eight years. <laughs> oh, my God. But she was her first, her kind of gray in that. And yeah. The cat didn't help anything. The cat molested her quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But I do miss the bork bork whenever Marty walks in or I walk in the door. Yeah, no, she's, she's great, man. She's just, she's just, she's it's fucking hilarious. Funny I, should, I think I got a recording of that, but like, once you get to put it on a soundboard, let's yeah. put it on a soundboard. Um, also, another death that I'm not very upset about is Kimberly Heron. Do you know who that is? Mark? Oh, really? Kimberly Heron died. I and if anybody isn't that. really familiar with the name, I will tell you the movie she was in, and you will instantly know who this person oh, is. Man. This is she was in Ghostbusters. Yeah. She was the ghost princess that serviced Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. That was Kimberly Heron. She passed away today. Oh, no. That's horrible. I, I know. I heard that. Yeah. She's also a playmate, too. Yeah. 1981? Is that 81 or 82? It was really early 80s. Yeah. She was like a playmate of the year. Yep. So it's oh, just. Oh, man. That's sad. That is sad. Some of those bad as Captain Borkborg. That's, uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, in good news, scientists have found a new species of turtle. Did you hear about that? No, man. Cosmic turtles? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the ones that were riding on. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. They, they, no, they found, a, they found a species of giant turtle that are the size of a great white shark. 
They found oh, fossils. Fuck. Yeah. Basically, this they found these fossils, and the remains were dug up in the South Pyrenees in northeastern Spain, consisting of a fragment from almost complete pelvis and part of the upper shell and capris. They dated it back to 83.6 to 72 million years ago. The new species is named Leviathanicellus anignigmata, and it's the biggest marine turtle ever discovered in Europe, second only to the Archelon that lived around the North American continent. I've seen the, the oh, you go out yeah. to Ripple, uh, Reptile Gardens out in Rapid City, yep. they have a fact, sim- uh, might actually be a fossil of an Archelon. I think it's a replica of it. Yeah, I think But that thing is huge. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's creepy that's as hell because it, if you ever, if you guys do this, look this up. Look up the mouth of a sea turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, it's just a beak. No. Yeah, that's, that's like horrible. wicked. Them things eat jellyfish for breakfast. Yeah. But God, yeah, that's, that's what that happened in the news today. Oh, God, man. I think uh, we're, we're going to try and discuss the Mongolian death worm this episode. Right. But me and Marty have got, we've been exchanging text messages all weekend. About we're going to talk about right now is Sir No Face. I know we're a little bit late coming to the show, but we. I actually, yeah, yeah. you saw Sir No Face before I did. Yeah. It's a documentary by um, Chad Culloch. Culloch. Yeah. And there's two other ones that go with it. You have Sir No Face, then you have Two Faces, the Gray. Yeah. Then the last one Marty just seen was the Phantom Rider. Yeah. Is a third part. Yeah, I. It's. Awesome! It's a very, very, very good docu docu documentary trilogy. Yeah, but it's it just essentially another one. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's really interesting and cool to watch. Um, <clears throat> I, I'd say it's definitely one watch and make, get your own opinion of. Um, it's actually available for free. Yeah, if you want Hulu, Tubi, Tubi, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the first one's I think almost two hours. Yep, the other one, that was about the same length, about no, hour and a half, only like an hour. Oh, the third part's the, the shortest. Um, some of it feels, I think, a little longer than the others. But yeah, no, the, the basic uh, uh, premise of the the original documentary this guy had done was footage that an Australian paranormal team apparently had captured in, in this uh, in the closed off area. Naval, it's a government ran naval, what used to be a naval base in the yeah. past. Yeah, it done many things. Yeah. I mean, they, they've used this island as a prison. Australia. Yeah, it's prison. Uh, all manner of things have occurred on this it's island. A, the island there actually around is Cockatoo Island. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's right there in the bay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no. You know what threw uh, me off? I actually Google Earth Cockatoo Island. There's actually yeah. two of them. Oh, really? One in the north and one in the south. They did the one in the south and by Wales. Yeah. And it's actually inland quite a ways, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually like kind of up into a bay, which yeah. is why they used it uh, like World War II in that they were, they basically retrofitted everything to be a naval shipyard to build warships. Yeah. And then... Transition uh, merchant ships into warships at the time. There was a lot of that going on because you know we needed a, a lot of uh, ships. Right right next uh, to Japan, oh, yeah. kind of. I mean, it, well, yeah. I mean, you're in spitting distance to Japan, yeah, in Australia. We got but, a little yeah, kaiju no, out there. Yeah, well, you got to watch out for them. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a super interesting, and it, it's him kind of 
getting into this footage and and the team that shot it and kind of figuring out are you guys full of shit or is this actually happened? Yeah, you know, uh, and it is unnerving footage. Really, it's super quick, but it's really creepy, and it's just a fantastic documentary if you're into uh, the paranormal, paranormal and stuff, and, yep. and it's really really cool. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I had seen it, I think, about a year ago. And I knew there was a second part at that point. Because, like, the original came I out. Felt, like, I felt kind of bad when I texted him, like, dude, you got to check this out. I'm like, this is awesome. And he's like, oh, I've already seen it. I'm like, fuck you, man. Oh, yeah, Just yeah. I was like, oh, man, I didn't want it to be seem like, oh, fuck yeah, no, I saw that. But no, I ended up uh, really watching <coughs> it. Because it had been quite a while ago since I watched it. Kind of refreshed me. And then uh, watch the second one, uh, which. Goes off into a completely different direction, really. Yeah, you get, get, get really MIB vibes. Yeah, and because and interesting as shit. Yeah, uh, really, really good. Uh, basically, it's it's ideas that other people have after seeing this footage of what they think it actually is. Yeah, um, you're better at not saying what it is, so people can kind of have suspense. I would just blurt out. Yeah, you're right. Right, I, I try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. But yeah, and I mean, it's definitely worth. I mean, you can go through all three easily in an afternoon. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think I watched all three of them. Uh, the only reason I couldn't watch the third one was I had shit going on, and oh, so right. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. So then I just threw it on. It was a little over an hour, I think, for the third part. Uh, but yeah, no, super interesting show. Uh, brings a lot of questions. Uh, to to spoil things, we have actually emailed uh, Mr. Kulik. To, to be so like, hey, man. if you guys, if any of our <laughs> listeners know him, we would love to do an interview with him. Yeah, because I would have, a, I have a lot of questions. Right. I really do have a lot of questions. Uh, but yeah, no, that, so that's something we're like we've thrown out there. We're like, hey, man, uh, we got a podcast. We want to. We got questions. He's about. got his own podcast. Yeah, he probably he got better equipment. Than yeah. Oh we're, gosh, yeah. we might. We're gonna call quick. into his fucking show, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, really worth a watch if you like documentaries and, and the paranormal. Uh, kind of stuff like that. Really fantastic watch. It, it really is. And then I invite people to kind of come up with their own ideas of what they think. Uh, is this bullshit? Is it true? Uh, what do you think's going on? I mean, it's. I'm. I, both of us are actually still torn with some of it. Yeah, some of this. Which is why we want to talk to Chad so bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's a. I, I I'm torn on multiple things because. Right. Like I said, Marty, off the air, I said, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. And that just be it, but the truth is sometimes stranger than fiction is what I'll leave it at. Right. And it is it is intriguing and very interesting to watch. Yeah, especially if you like conspiratorial stuff, aliens, ghosts, oh, yeah. it's got it all in there. Yeah, yeah. First first one is pretty much a, a straight-up ghost hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and him kind of getting into the truth and learning about this Whisper group is what they're called from uh, Australia. Uh, second one goes <coughs> straight up into uh, world-changing conspiracies. Yeah, in, involved with this and around uh, Australia and America. Australian and, government. And it's, it, like, it's it's a wild fucking deviation, right. man. Yeah. It's like, wait, where are we going? It's almost with like this? a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's like 
Dust Till Dawn. You're like, oh, oh it's yeah. a bank robbery oh, movie. Yeah. All of a sudden, it takes a 180 degree turn, and you're like, what the fuck is going yeah, on now? Here we are with the Gecko Brothers. But it, don't think that. That's not wrong by saying that. It's good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's like, like it, it's a, it's when that turn comes, you aren't expecting it, but you quickly follow suit with it. it, it and it, and it's put together really well. It is because they basically do kind of like an an uh, a, a recap of history. And what somebody is saying is actually going on during this. Yeah. And it's very... And it's about 20 minutes. Yeah, about 25 of, minutes. Of, of just going through... The, and it's really engrossing, dude. I just, like, stopped everything I was doing and just, like... I actually watched that section twice. Oh, yeah. Because so there's I, stuff in there, like, like, what? This makes so much sense. Yeah, I was like, about. holy fuck, dude. This is wild. And it, it's absolutely engrossing. It's like, are they peering into my marbles? Yeah, right, right, man. It's like... And some of the stuff they bring up is like, this is shit we've brought up. You know, I mean, yeah. it's very on rails in line with a lot of our own uh, theories on, on the world. Actually, <laughs> it's funny, watching that made me come up with a new theory on Men in oh, Black. Christ. Yeah, I think I might have something, actually. Oh. That Gatto mutilations, I got it. Oh, start, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Start, We're going to hit that up on another episode. We're going to really dig into that because I found out some more information and... Yeah, it's, it's creepier than what we thought. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, when I was sick, folk, I was just not laying in bed like, Ugh. I, I, was actually, I was actually watching and reading and coloring with my crayons and lying. Well, yeah. I, I was doing a lot of watching. It just mindless shit. I do get a lot of series finished while I was laying around. <laughs> like, I really did. Uh, you know, just really good show. So, if anybody of you guys know Chad Kalick out there, I don't know if I say his last name. Kalick? Kalick. C-A-L-E-K. If you know him, say, hey, send him our way. We would love to do an interview with him. Or, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, even geez, emails man. back and forth or something, man. I don't know. Uh, my best friend is this Vix Inhaler. Holy crap. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing coke without the good coke. Right. I was going to say, it's a it's a coke dispenser, minus the fun parts of yeah. coke dispenser. Yeah. My sinuses are draining like a damn sill. Yeah. Uh, that woke me up last night. I was trying to sleep. All of a sudden, I'm like, <clears throat> I was choking. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Good God, I'm not sleeping on my back anymore. Let me die in this pillow. See, I, I've been woken up every every night this week. Like, I know my alarm goes off for the first time. I will specify at 4 o'clock. And I snooze the fuck out of that till I absolutely can't. Uh, but, yeah, like, like, every fucking night this week, I wake up and I'm like, alarm isn't going off cool but i really need to pee yep that's so a sucky part pee, and i come back i'm like do i bother looking to see what time it actually is no nope, just fall down in bed dude. yeah which i should because i'll look and it's like 350 so it's like 10 more fucking minutes and my alarm's gonna go off anyways and 10 minutes is is enough for me to fall asleep and i'm like fuck me every goddamn night i'm hoping tonight i can break that but i doubt it um <laughs> it's just sucked ass it's just like oh, yeah. god damn it it's just the most well, I think depressing. the people are probably sick of us talking about our sicknesses. Right, so, right, right. Let's kind of let's go. Let's see where this. We're going to talk about the Mongolian death worm. Yeah, and we're going to see how many tangents we can get before we actually get this one done. It's <laughs> probably going to be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start off with good. the real basics. The Gobi Desert covers 1.3 million miles, square miles. Um, only five percent of it is actually desert is covered with sand, while the rest is covered in sedimentary rocks and dry scrubland. I always, yeah. always, I always picture it as a big like Sahara Desert. It's not right, really. and that's how they always kind of show it. But yeah, it's a lot of it is kind of uh, scrubby, arid steppe yeah. type stuff. 
Uh, which is still unpleasant, and I don't want to live in. No, but not as not as uh, intimidating as is straight up uh, good sand and crack sand yeah. everywhere. Not yeah, that no, it's not hot there. Pretty it's, desolate. Yeah, it's kind of squashed in between um, the Himalaya, Mongolia, and Himalayan and China and Taklamaka, Taklamakan, or the hell you want to say sure? that? Yeah, excuse you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, it's actually it's it's a it's a uh, how is it? It's a rain shadow desert. Yeah. Basically, that means the rain shadow desert is formed by the Himalayan mountains. These Himalayan mountains don't allow the Indian monsoon rains to get to it. Yeah. But by the time the clouds do show up, there's no rain in them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, it's one of those uh, uh, deserts I didn't understand. Honestly, and, and D&D helped me understand that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, like, like uh, uh, Forgotten Realms. You have the Great Anorak Desert, which is right up next to the, the spine of the world, which is the, the uh, Great Frozen North. And I was like, how the fuck would you have a desert up here where it's snowy? And that's what it is, is that mountain stops all that rain from coming across there because it's already dumped all of its liquid by the time it gets up and over the mountains, so it creates a desert. And I'm like, is that a real fucking thing? And no, it really yeah, is. Yeah, the Gobi There's Desert. Quite a few of them. Gobi is one of them. Where, yeah, it's 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 just physically impossible to get much rain there. It yeah. does occasionally get rain, but uh, it's it's pretty right. few and far between. Yeah. Kind of threw me off. I, everybody's heard about ancient history of the Silk Road. I never knew the Gobi Desert was part oh, of the Silk Road. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. I'm like, serious? I'm like, what? Gobi Desert was part of the Silk Road. Uh, right. That's not the that's not the black market internet one either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's complete. You know, this is the ancient uh, Silk Road. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's uh, not a good place to live. I, I would say wildlife wise, it's probably a little better off than like the Sahara, where there isn't. I mean, there is a lot of life there, but it's. It, yeah, I never pictured them. They got camels, the two bacteria yep, yep. camels. Um, the biggest predator they got there is actually bears. Oh, really? Brown bears. They have bears there. There's only like 40 of them. <laughs> right, but still, it's 40 bears, man. Trekking in a desert. I don't usually associate Take that cool bears. little kangaroo-looking mouse thing. Oh, yep, yep, yep. No, but there's like also... What the, what the Gobi Desert is mostly famous for, it's more famous besides Silk Road. It's famous for dinosaur fossils. Yes. Ray Chapman Andrew discovered the first fossils there, and he allegedly is the inspiration for Indiana Jones. Yes, uh, very interesting dude. Yeah, if you kind of look into some of the stuff he did, and he and he was kind of like more of the old style archaeologist. He'd be like, "Fuck it, we're gonna take this out of here." You know, it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. We should do this right away. Nope, shovel that fucker out. It's ours now. Uh, which you know, y- you don't get by with anymore. No, but, not at uh, all. At the time, I was like, look at what he discovered. But yeah, no, he'd, he'd actually put out uh, multiple books. Uh, he had done a lot of, he like you said, the fossils. There are a lot of fossils have been found in the Gobi Desert. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, that was the first place where they actually found out that dinosaurs nested with yes. eggs. They were clutches of yep. eggs. That's the first place they found this was in the and, Gobi Desert. Yeah, they were actually pretty well preserved. Yeah. I mean, they were full... Clutches of eggs. I mean, there's the whole nest there. I think the first one they found was like three broken shells, and there were still like two solidified, solid eggs. Yeah. I mean, they're they're stone at this point, obviously, but 
You know, yeah, we're not Jurassic Park. This makes you think so. This, at one time, this had to be like a lush little oasis land. Oh, yeah, there had to be a little more moisture going around. A lot more moisture, I would know. say, because... Well, I think I think most of the planet, actually, at some point, really... The deserts, I, I, ecologically, I think, are a relatively new thing on, on the planet, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, even most of the Sahara, at one point, was verdant fields. That'd be they funny. You know what would be really cool? If all of a sudden a big windstorm came in and all the oh. sand left, what would be underneath? See, that's one of those things I've, I've always hoped, because like, I, I do believe there's a shit ton of stuff, especially, like, say, the Sahara. Mm-hmm. There is a shit ton of stuff under there that, over time, is just... E- even stuff as, as early as 2,000 years ago, biblical stuff, there were cities that they thought were just made-up stories. Troy. To, to places where they're like, oh, shit, we actually found a place that looks like they what? described Gomorrah. You yeah. know, made this... We thought it was a made-up story to tell people, you know, don't be sinners. But no, this looks like the same layout of Sodom and Gomorrah. These might have been real fucking cities that have been buried. Yeah. Understand? And it really isn't that long ago. I mean, we're talking a couple thousand years. Yeah. You know, 5,000 years, maybe. That's not that long. That is a fucking speck in, in the <laughs> timeline of things. Yeah, it's also the cool thing about that, speaking of sand, they have the... Congar singing sand dunes. You ever heard that? Oh, yeah, yeah. In certain conditions, these dunes produce a roaring or a booming sound. Scientists aren't exactly sure <laughs> what, aren't exactly sure what caused this, but they think it's the sound that comes from the grains of sand moving against one another. Yeah. Which, <coughs> excuse me. It seems hard to believe, but sonically, there's so much weird shit that can occur. Like, just, just minor thing. E- even in your house, there are little things where it's like, oh, God, what was that noise? And it's oh. just a tiny little thing that has hit the right spot. I'm just, like, Oh, yeah. Speaking of weird noises in the house. Oh, boy. Uh, today's what, Thursday? Sure. Been Tuesday. <laughs> no, yeah, been Tuesday night. We, I was sitting in the living room. Just, I was homesick that day because yeah. my cold got so bad again. And um, Drayson was sitting over on the couch. And all of a sudden, I hear this. I'm like, I look over, and that's that sound is from Jojo when she's on the pee pad, turning around to poop. That is exactly what she had, oh and Drayson said, Jojo, stop it. I'm like, this not, the dog's dead. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking, this, that's weird as hell. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't the cat, because the wife said, oh, what's the cat? And I'm like, no. The kid was sitting on one of the couch. The cat was on the other end of the couch. Right. Then Drayson heard it, but he's like, I didn't hear that. I'm like, Oh, come on. <laughs> we know the JoJo poop dance. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah, and there's no pee pad there, because usually if you're on the pee pad, you can hear it scrape yep. across. Yeah. So that's my weird story for the day. Wow. That is a pretty wild. I'm being hunted by the smallest dog ever. Right? Yeah, if in the middle of the night you're just here. Oh, like, oh, fuck. Shit. I'm like, get an extra. Sorry. <laughs> Let me record this quick yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna record this. And now you gotta go. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> Yoink, zoop, <laughs> out, spirit dog. Uh, fuck, dude. No, that's crazy. But yeah, no, I mean, sign- we have how many places in the world where weird noises come isn't up there, and nobody can still explain? Isn't there some singing dunes like in Colorado too? That desert. Yeah, there, there's yeah, there's like a weird. I think mean, there's is more of like a a weird humming. 
type sound. It's kind of like the hum, but different than the hum. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like, uh, where is it? Sonoma has crazy noises around there. Uh, down in Arizona. Arizona, everything just wants to kill you. Yeah, Arizona. We, we established it in anyways. season one of this podcast. Yeah, right, right. Everything in but Arizona yeah, no, just wants have, to kill you. We have all kinds of weird noises that pop up around the world that we still can't explain. And they may be perfectly natural, normal noises. But we have no idea what the fuck they are or why they're caused. I mean, how, how many years did it take us to finally figure out why the uh, the uh, uh, salt dune rocks were fucking moving on their own? Oh, they just figured that out recently, like last week, didn't they? Yeah, this is a while ago. Yeah, they, they figured out that, yeah, overnight it gets cold and that moisture... And it actually works kind of like a wet table when you put something on yeah. it. And with that wind and stuff, it just slides across it. Well, by the time you get into the daytime, there's no moisture there. It's just back to salt dune. And here's this, you know, 100-foot-long path that this rock has moved overnight that yeah. has no explanation. But, yeah, it was... I still say it's aliens. Scientific. What's that? I still say it's aliens. <laughs> aliens. Thank you. Thank I you, apologize, Jersey. folks. God dang it. Yeah, no, man, it's nice. I've, I've enjoyed not coughing today. It's been kind of nice. But yeah, no, uh, uh, we got lots of places where just weird noises occur. There's a lot of things I think sonically we are still figuring out how, how it affects things. Yeah. I mean, just certain tones. And yeah, who who knows what's actually causing it? Yeah, and it could just. But be... I would, you would think, like, let's. Now we're stuck on the sand dune shit, but it needs to be explained. You think with the rain, grains rubbing against each other to create a... I can understand the roaring sound because that would be a continuous sound. Oh, but yeah, the yeah. booming sound, that means a whole bunch of them just like a break loose at one yeah, time. Yeah, see, that's, I don't know if it's it's something underneath there then. is is If some of the substrate or whatever is actually cracking it, or, or something, I don't know. That's where uh, the, that's see that's a, that's a precursor to the Mongolian death worm right there. That's there a sign. It's giving you a That hint. booming sound, it's like, fuck, here it comes. Ah, yes. Usul has called a great one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, uh, the, the the death worm itself here, uh, it was first brought to Western attention by uh, Roy Chapman Andrews. Jeez, uh, that uh, was Roy? I thought it was Ray. No, it, it is Ray. It is Ray. Yeah. Because it's the same guy who find all the fucking dinosaur bones. Yep, yep. Same guy. But yeah, no, it, it was... He, he had heard stories while over in this area, multiple stories of people talking about this thing. That this, uh, it's the Algoy Corcoy is what it's called. Is the actual. Uh, uh, I'm glad uh, you said that word because I wouldn't even close. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's the the actual definition of what that word is is large intestine worm. Uh, is is because that's what they say it looks like. It's one meter up to about three feet, uh, red colored, and it, they said it looks like the the disemboweled intestines of a horse. Is is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like three foot long worm that uh, burrows under under the dirt. And they said if it's coming up, you can see it because it leaves waves, uh, similar to what you would see in Dune. With the, the worm sign, but on a much smaller scale, obviously. And if you haven't seen Dune yet, folks, go see the new one. It's really good. <laughs> Just get off your asses and watch Dune. Watch them both. Just get HBO Max. It's on there for free. Yeah, right. 
But yeah, no, yeah, this he, he'd heard stories, and and it was from all over the place. It's not like you know, oh, just these guys. In different places he went, people had the same story of of definition of what this thing was, how it worked, what it looked like, and to stay the hell away from it. Uh, so it, and this is you know obviously pre-internet, man. This is you know in the nineteen twenties. Uh, so it's not like they could be like, hey, tell him this. <laughs> you know, it's not a drop bear situation like Australia <laughs> has. Uh, these, these were independent groups that all have claimed seeing this thing and dealing with it. Even up to the point of the Prime Minister, I believe, of Nepal actually was like, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a real thing. We've seen this. Yeah, in 1922 he said, describe the worm. It is a shape like a sausage, about two feet long, has no head, nor legs, and is poisonous. That merely to touch it means instant death. It yes. lives in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. Now, it, it seems like it, it's primarily in the southern and western sections of the Gobi is where it's primarily seen. Um, and and a lot of times it, it does seem to follow along paths of moisture. Once it starts getting kind of a rainier season, it becomes more active. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't unheard of in desert creatures. I mean, even in Arctic stuff, we have frogs that can, and basically they go into a frozen state, and then in the spring, they come back to life. Um, that could be a situation here, where, okay, if things are good, I can get back Where's that? and well, go eat. The lungfish in Africa. Oh, yeah. During de- extreme droughts, it actually burrows itself down in yeah. the mud. And it can be there for like up to four years. Yeah, I was going to say it's like four years. Four years without any water, it'll stay down in that mud. It just slows down its metabolism. Once that rain stops, boom, instantly. Oh, yeah. As soon as it hit the thing, just like blah, 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 blah. It's it's off and running. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you you come across it, you swear it was just a dead, dried up fish that's laying there. Yep. But yeah, no, it's. uh, I've seen frogs do that during the winter. They do that quite a bit. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. Goddamn creepy. Yeah. The good bait for catfish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Goddamn. Yeah, the catfish will eat everything. But, yeah, no, uh, like there, there are stories of this, and, and their stories actually go back, uh, the way I understand it, at least a thousand years in some of their written history of tales of this thing. So it's it goes back much farther than our understanding of the 1920s. Now, see, the, the, the death worm is something that I did not uh, come across this thing when I was a kid. There's a lot of cryptid stuff that, as a kid, became very much into my my field of view. Uh, Bigfoot, uh, things like that. Loch Ness, the big ones. But yeah, I didn't really hear about Deathworm until ooh, probably the 80s, 90s. 90s, yeah. Was when I probably heard about it. Because it's like, during the 90s, it kind of made a resurgence. Because yeah. in 90 to 92, Ivan led a group of companions into the Gobi Desert to search for the worm. He was inspired by Frank Herbert's novel Dune, in which giant fictional sandworms could be brought to earth by rhythmic thumping. Mackerel constructed a motor-driven thumper and even used small explosives to try and find it. Yeah, I was so impressed the dude's like, fuck it, we're going to build a thumper, man. We're going to blow it up. (laughs) Then in 2005, zoological journalist Richard Freeman of the Center of 14 Zoology mounted an expedition to hunt for the death worm, but came up empty-handed. Freeman's conclusion was that the tales of the worm's power may have been acrophorial and 
reported sightings likely involved an unknown species of worm lizard or amphibia bea. Basically, it's basically a lizard or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't find it, so I think it's just a, it's just a fucking lizard. Yeah, basically is what he said. There have been a shit ton since uh, that that ninety two ninety three. There have been quite a few expeditions. Uh, even even uh, destination uh, Josh Gates uh, destination. I do remember that one going in there trying to find a death worm. Well, it's uh, like the lost found lost found footage TV yeah. series, the fictional ones. They actually oh, one yeah. about the Wendigo, Bigfoot. They did yeah, one on the death really, worm too. Really really cool fun show. Oh yeah. Then you have, yeah, no, there are quite a few of them actually have gone out looking for this thing. That's weird. I just did that, and the red light came on. Okay, don't do that again. <laughs> no, and uh, New Zealand TV, television reporter, entertainment reporter, David Ferrer of the TV3 News took part in an expedition in August of 2009, but came up to the Hampton Inn as well. He conducted interviews with locals, claimed to have seen the worm, and mentioned on his website that their sightings peaked in the 1950s. Yeah. See, I think a lot of these news things, they're just... They go out there and like, oh, they make fun of it. It's just like the UFO thing. Everyone's like, oh, you're all crackpots. Right. Now it's coming in the news. Like, hey, they aren't crackpots. Yes. And, and I've always believed, like, Native Americans, First Nation people, indigenous people, they know what's out there. Yeah. Us, people that live in the cities and these little nice houses, not saying they don't live in nice houses, but I'm just saying we aren't exposed to that every day. They, right. they know what's in their backyard. And to some extent, especially when you're dealing with people in academia, there is still kind of a looking down your nose on other cultures. Yeah. Thinking, oh, I've, I've had all this schooling. I, I know more than what you do. That's not necessarily uh, always the case. Uh, you know, it, and, and there is some of that despite them saying, oh, no, we don't. We look at. No, you don't. No, you, you have this idea that you, you have been through, you know, 12 years of schooling to still stay in school and work in in school that you know better than the people who are living around this thing day in day yeah, out yeah 24/7 man uh, these are the type of people like the the mongolians out there like if someone farts a half mile away they know what they had for breakfast you right because like, they would hear it and be like oh someone had beef stew yeah i mean they they have become adapted to living in that environment yeah they know if the no wind difference. changes a certain percentage, they're like, oh, crap, bad down the hatch and storm's yeah. coming. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you find that in anywhere. Like, up here, there are certain things that we see or feel or smell in the air that somebody who's not from up here isn't going to catch on right away yep. what that is. They may they may be like, oh, that's a weird that's a weird scent in the air. Yeah, it's I better like, go pick oh, up all the toys and chairs in the lawn because it's going to be gone oh, in fuck the Yeah, we know what that is. Something bad's coming. <laughs> yeah put everything inside yeah, we're going back but inside. also like some of the powers the way that death worm kills it's interesting I found some uh, the, uh, it kills by including spitting a stream of corrosive venom that is yeah. lethal to anything it hits and if that doesn't do the trick it is said to be able to electrocute victims from a distance yeah uh, that's its two main ones yeah the, the, the idea is that uh, it, it sends out an electric pulse like a supercharged electric pulse that actually will travel up through the, the silica in the sand mm-hmm. and will zap uh, horses. And sand is very, like, you can get a lot of static electricity off sand. Oh. I've been in the desert. Oh, yeah. I know. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's basically quartz. Yeah. I mean, it's just conducting that shit right through. It's dangerous and nasty. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, apparently even touching it, uh, it can kill you uh, through, through, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, well, maybe it is, uh, like, a, a layer of mucus, like a hagfish, or even earthworm. Yeah. You dig through the dirt. But they still have that slime that they can emit. Yeah, for lubrication or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and and it, it's you know something like that where it, it emits that same kind of caustic acid. Well, it may uh, not be caustic. It might, it's just like people are allergic to certain things. Uh, right, right, right. It's like you ever pick up the salamanders. When you pick them up, they're a little bit cold. All of a sudden, they got that white mucusy stuff yeah. on it. It doesn't. They can secrete that stuff, and it's a deterrent. Oh yeah, yeah. So you don't. Put and it works really well. Yeah, you won't be inserting them salamanders anywhere you want. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, no, it's like a lot of those, uh, even like the cane toad, the, the licking toad, the acid toad, if you will. Was that Mr. the guy from Futurama? <laughs> right, right, Hypno right. Toad. Yeah, Hypno toad. toad. But yeah, no, that's that's what it is, is it's a toxin that's a deterrent from things trying to eat it. You put it in its mouth, they get a blast of that basically high-powered mushrooms, uh, <laughs> and, and you hallucinate and forget that you were trying to eat the toad. And it takes the fuck off. Because you're trying to figure out up. why the trees are talking to you. Yeah, it's, it's a, and it, it's apparently very bitter and everything. And Most animals are like, I don't want to do that. And they spit it out and then trip balls so they can't chase it. <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's something like that. You know, there's a lot of animals that have poison dart frogs. Yep. They just touching them will fuck you up. A lot and of times, animals aren't really dumb because there is animals out there that actually do produ- like electric eel, for example. They do produce yes. electricity enough to kill a person. Yeah, and they're just eels. But everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, it's water. It's really that's more conductive." Well, sand is almost just as conductive yeah. as water because, really like is. you said, the quartz and silicon yeah. easily transferred power. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason we use that same kind of shit in superconductors. Yep, because it does transport that energy very efficiently. Yes, quick and fast. Uh, yeah, no, it's. I I don't know. It's a lot of the people that are against this thing are like, well, we've never found it. So, and it's it's the same checklist you find on every cryptid. Well, we've never found a body, so it's just bullshit. That that's not necessarily true, man. One, it's a desert. Um, this thing is not really like hopping up to people left and right being like hey what's going on it is a, a moderately reclusive creature that uh, it basically comes out to eat yeah I it's, mean, like, it, it's not there, there's not packs of them roaming through the desert where you're going to see you know just this wave of shit coming at you it is a reclusive animal in a massively underpopulated area which is also inhospitable mm-hmm. <laughs> to be in you don't have a whole lot of traffic going through there we well, have a lot of traffic. Yeah. Sundays yeah. afternoons are a terrible commute right, in, the, right. in the Gobi Desert. It's horrible, man. It's like, man, I, well, I, like speaking I of miss that, the old Silk Road days. I'm going to play devil's advocate here with the scientists. I'm going to play right. scientists on this for a little bit. Because like in 1990 or something, or 92, right around there, these people went out there and said, showed these pictures, showed the locals a picture of a tartar sand boa. Yeah. And they said, is this what you're seeing? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, the females can grow up to four feet in length. Four feet, which is pretty close to what they're saying. But they said it looks like it, but it's not the right color. Right. 
very similar, but not the same. And scientists are like, yep, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 it's it's like they've always done. They they dismiss it. They're like, well, they're too stupid to know what color it is. I mean, yeah. this is basically what they're saying. Because uh, yeah, these things are bright red. Yeah, like intestines. The the the, the, the tartar boa is not. It is brown. Yeah, because it, it it's made to match in to blend into the the darker shrub that is is around there. Yep. Uh, and it is like a. Uh, have you ever seen saying like the uh, uh, what is it the uh, gabo python? It's got a broad head. They're 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 super short and kind of stubby for yep. a snake, uh, and that's kind of what this thing is. It's designed more of a ground snake. Uh, yeah, no, see that's depending on which story you look at. Re- recounting that that uh, tale of them showing the snake, most of them do dismiss it. They're just like, "Yep, they said that's what they saw," and that's the end of the story. It's like no, it's when when you find other places where it's like yeah they said this is a similar shape, but this is not the uh, uh, death worm. Uh, for one, the snake has a much more visible mouth. Most of the actual actual stories of the the death worm, it really doesn't have a big mouth. It's hard to tell one end to the other. Yeah. Other than one is just more blunted off. Uh, some of them, I think, and I think that's stuff that's probably been added, westernized, like we've talked with other things, like a Wendigo and such like that, where where they've been added to, where it is more like the uh, 84 Dune uh, sandworms, big open mouth with teeth and shit. And, but most of the original tales from, from the people that live out there do not have a mouth included in this. No. There is some kind of mouth, but it's not this big gaping maw of teeth and death. Uh, like like an earthworm has its own little mouth. You don't really notice it looking at it, and I think this would be the same way. But, yeah, yeah to, to just dismiss it. And like I said, it, there again, it is that, that idea that because they're living here and, and they don't have... Internet, you know, the, the highways and, and the high technology we have here, they're too stupid to know the difference between animals and colors. Yeah, and that's just acid. that's that's a that's a that total is so... that is a total Western scientific thing. Oh right yeah, there. absolutely. Because for example, I like using an example all the time: gorillas. Oh yeah, right. These native people say, "Hey, there's these big hairy fucking monkeys up there that will kill you if you go into these mountains. Yeah. If you go messing in their areas, they will kill you. They will warn you, and if you don't leave, you are going to be killed." They're like, "Oh, that's just why." Well, they go up there and find oh, this huge. There are. They find we'll this like careful. a six hundred pound gorilla, yeah. and like, fuck, damn. <laughs> and and I suppose at the time, like right now, we know a lot about gorilla behavior. A highland gorilla. And it comes charging up at you, you're gonna freak out and run. And that's what it's doing is trying to get you to do that. We we know that those initial charges is just to get you to leave. Yep. If you keep standing your ground and get aggressive, then yeah, they may go ahead and fuck you up. But that, well, they, they tell you just to stand still and just put Yo, your head yeah. look down. Yep. Just put your head down. And be like, yeah, I don't mean no I'm shit. Not, if you're looking down, you're probably down looking at your pants. Did it pee yeah, yourself? Yeah. Did it pee oh, yourself? Oh yeah, you're, you're pissing yourself. <laughs> But yeah, and I mean, the first time running into one of those, like in, you know, 1890 or whatever, that had to scare the fuck out of you, dude. Oh, like, yeah. It's this dark thing coming out of the fucking thick jungle, you know, just grunting and fucking that much weight, barely. And they're fast as shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't let them uh, deceive you, man. When they want to move, 
Whew. They are nothing but muscle and, and movement. Yeah. And it's, they're terrible. They're like me on a good day. <laughs> not really. No. I like, no it say, like say it goes, if you see me running fast, you better run faster because something's it, chasing Right, me. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason I'm running. Now. Yeah. Because I'm not doing it for fun. We know that. I'll go my first, like, like, I'll ask Marty, what do you think it is? I, I think it is actually some type of worm. I don't know uh, what kind. I mean, it's not like we, we don't have massive worms in the world. We, we know there are massive worms that exist. Like, I think Oregon or Washington's got, like, the eight-foot-long earthworms. Yeah, they, they, and basically they're just a gigantic earthworm. Yeah. And, yeah, they're, they're like, you know, feet long. You know, I mean, and that's, they're harmless, but it's a big, Are creepy, they? Are they? Well, I don't know. According to X-Files, probably not. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're a big, creepy worm. I mean, we have, it, look at even some of the, un- yeah. That eat rocks. That's, fuck it. Oh, I forgot I about those. It's, I can't remember the name of them. But I can't either, but they're terrifying. I've seen a couple of videos on them. They're, like, cracking all these rocks, and they're pulling, like, three-foot-long worms. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking like, oh, rock. That's, that's got to be bullshit. No, yeah. they're they're not. They they burrow they into the rocks. Eat into the, well, well, look at that one. Uh, tell them, oh, we found uh, there are iron crabs. Snails. And snails. The snails. The iron yeah, they, they snail. live around really hot fucking magma-filled bullshit. And, and they have ironized shells so that they're like, like yeah, I'm just going to keep eating shit down here. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting hot, you know what's gonna be, I don't care. You know what's going to be fun. bad? Someday, we know they exist now. We've got records of them. If we ever lose that knowledge... Someone loses oh. that knowledge and they have to find a fossilized one. They're going to think, oh, someone made this nice deco out of this snail. Right. And not even know this was actually a real thing. Oh, yeah. How many how many things I've thought about that kind of shit before. How many things have we found? That we think are decoration? And, yeah, and it's like, oh, no, that's not decoration at all. Like, like I said, the, the joke of like in, in you know a thousand years, somebody digs up uh, Disneyland. What kind of story are they going to come up this with? This was a what great was? temple of worship. Yeah, it, it worship to this this <laughs> mouse, <laughs> this crazy mouse. Those wacky people—they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> the, the they didn't know when. Now, was this a dog or a cow? Uh, right, goofy. You know, like, what the and, and I always look at that, even when looking back at other stories of gods and civilization and everything. It's like, are we looking at it correctly? There again, are we in that same? looking down our nose at them because we are a more previous generation so we have to be more evolved and smarter is that how we're kind of looking at some of these things where it's like, I would have to uh, agree with you and say yes yeah I mean why, why do you think like like some of these uh, uh, relics and we've done a show on uh, unexplained relics yep uh, and, and some of those things where it's like we still don't know what this is or how they even did it how, um, no, but we're so smart that uh, yeah, no, you can't figure out what the fuck that is. Yeah, how they made that, how they made it work, what it's even actually for. We're guessing that hey, this thing might have been some kind of computer. We're not really sure, but you know what? They were still washing their hair with piss. I mean, you, no, don't don't give me that shit. Yeah, you know there 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 is that uh, that arrogance of of evolution. Really, is what I would call it. We're, we're farther along the timeline, so we must be superior and more intelligent. And they were all stupid. That's why they worship these gods. Or maybe all those gods actually were there. Well, <laughs> and there's like I fell out of. Fear. I know, like we never really mentioned it in the Out of Place Artifacts episode, but they found in Russia, they found this log, and it had a whole bunch of mysterious writing on it, like Ogdom writing, oh. not Ogdom, and they do not know what the fuck it is. Really. 
Yeah, next to this log, there's a princess. Basically, she had copper jewelry, really right. fine. She was buried next to this log, so they don't even know what the fuck it is. Oh, wow. It's a whole different culture that uh, never even shows up in her past. Right. But they had highly advanced writing. If you look at Ogman, wow. it's kind of Ogman writing. It's kind of like Norse ruins. Yep. But this was found like in Siberia, Russia, at random. They're out there exploring, you know, checking out territory, oh, yeah. like looking for minerals, and they're like, "What's this?" And they find this log buried with this chick. Wow. Yeah, what well, may have to do another episode of out of place artifacts? Like I said, it, it, it baffles me how many chunks of of human evolution we don't have. Oh yeah, we have no clue. That there are whole civilizations in some of these areas. It's, it's, if you look at this, no record of it. If nobody had contact with them, if they intentionally didn't have contact with Rapa them, Rapa Nui. People. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rapa Nui language. No one, not, no yeah. Polynesian one, do not understand what that is. And it's Polynesian language. At least they think it is. But yeah. That's the most the, similar. Yeah, because no, nobody in the Polynesian history actually knows what this says. Yeah. It's very similar to something, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's not the same. Whether the other is derived from this language originally or this was an offshoot, nobody knows. Yeah, it, it's just like, like I said, it, it's mind-boggling. If I could have time travel, honestly, other than than the uh, uh, purely selfish reasons, I would be like, I'm going to go back and buy all these things, man, before they're expensive as shit. Uh, <laughs> but it would be to go back through time and just witness different civilizations how did this really happen i would what actually really went on here that's a question you someone know. posted on facebook it's like if you had if you go back in time to one time Oof. what would you go back to and i actually i want to see i want to see the event happen because Oof. then it put i want to say i want to see the meteor that strikes the planet killing all the dinosaurs Ooh, ooh. yeah i, I would know. like to see that they're like well you can't come back i'm like doesn't matter anyway yeah i, I know where my story ends yeah. Yeah. We have theories of uh, systems that they had in place to do this. Working communicators, man, don't even fuck with me yeah. on this. They, they had yeah. this. These guys were like top-notch level. Discovered yet. Okay. Uh, like I said, exactly what it is, I don't know. I, I think maybe some of its attributes might be a little bit exaggerated. Yeah. It could be a smell that doesn't agree with your sensitive it, right. palate. If it's something, it's... It, it causes damage to people, yeah. you know, whether it be like an actual acid or just an irritant, like like a poison ivy type thing. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I have to go with their idea that it does and will eat meat uh, if it catches it. Mm -hmm. and, and I do believe that it probably is uh, to someone. <coughs> Oof. No, I, I I agree with you, Marty. I, I agreed to disagree with you. Okay. Because okay. actually, I think it's uh, I think it's actually an animal that we've all seen. Well, not all. If you're in the southern hemisphere, below the equator, you've seen this. And I think it's actually the Sicilian worm. Hmm? The Sicilian. It's a. I can't. Uh, that's how I'm gonna say it. C a e c i l i a n. It's a uh, Latin for the blind ones. They're a group of limbless, verniform, or serpentine amphibians. Oh, okay. And they live mostly live hidden in the ground and in stream substrates, making them at least familiar in the orders of amphibia. They're mostly through the tropics of the southern and Central America, Africa, and southern Asia. Oh, okay, okay. 
Their diet consists of small subterranean creatures such as earthworms and all the way up to, if not, frogs. Uh-huh. They can get up to five feet long. Right. And if you ever seen the picture, I just the reason this popped in my head. Yep. Is that I made a clickbait on news station? Like they showed a picture of this really fucking weird looking thing, and I'm like, looks like a penis with teeth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you open up this mouth, it's got fangs in its mouth, and it can actually eat stuff. So that's what I think it is. Pretty much, these these limbless. I think it's a reptile, the limbless ones, because they get up to four feet long and they're different colorizations. In Southeast Asia, if you get, it's like here's an example: jellyfish. Where do you find jellyfish? Right. In, no. In Where do you find jellyfish? Water, but usually around tropics. No, like what type of water? It's usually salt. Okay. But did you know that Lake Erie has jellyfish? Oh, really? Yeah, they have a species of freshwater jellyfish. Ew. So that's what I'm saying. This snake could be like a chimera kind with the lungfish that right, only gets right. wet out, then it comes out because it's easier to move. And that's and the smell is just from it sitting around being turned and got dirty bug ass. Right. But okay. yeah, it would make sense. I mean, uh, being a type of amphibian, they do tend to create a, very a slime on them. Yeah, or have the ability to usually. And they, this animal actually has been around since the Jurassic period. So yeah, sure. yeah, it, it's a very old. And that's where that's where a lot of things too, like stuff that we think is like alligators are, are old as shit. They just oh, got yeah. they just gotten smaller as yep, the ages yep, go yep. by. And who's not to say there's some sub variant of this Sicilian worm. A coccillion worm that it's still got some of the old blood in it right for example anacondas oh yeah yeah they're huge and they're yeah. finding bigger ones now recently like six months ago yeah. they had like that 30 fucking footer come out yeah. of south america and and they're really evolutionary they are primitive as shit yeah uh their brains are dumber than the average snake they're they're big stupid and and evolutionary Line, they are way back from all the other modern uh, reptile snakes, but still they're here. But they are still here, and they're top of the food chain. No, yeah, now if they want to kill something, they kill it. They're they're massive. See, because like with this worm and that the psyllium worm, if you look at it too, like let's say it kills horses, spitting acid. If it comes out of the ground, it may shoot some of that liquid out because right. it's lubricating itself to move through the ground. And let's say you just happen to have that one horse that freaks out. Breaks a leg, dies, and like that's how the story starts. Right. Oh, it came out and it killed my horse. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all it takes is just one story, like misinterpretation. So I'm pretty sure that's what they got out there. Yeah, that could very well be, man. I, I can't disagree with it. <coughs> I'm gonna die here, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's. I it, it it does check a lot of those boxes, and like I said, I I do also believe that. Some of these stories have been exaggerated yeah. uh, to the amount of deaths that it causes. Because, um, I mean, that is kind of the standard. Like like anything, man, you you get home and you got scared because you saw something. I got to home and I saw like you and little, I got scared. Well, like, to not look like a little bitch, man. You're, you're going to tell the other guys in the tribe, it's like, oh, man, there's this horrifying thing that came rolling out at us. Fucking you know, a tingle through the ground, and then it was, it was like when lightning strikes, and oh, we had to run, and my horse died, man. 
and really is just dead. Uh, you speaking creepy. from experience there, this, Marty? So that's a pretty backed up story, thing. dude. I've almost believed it is, you. It is, man. But yeah, no, like, like it's and and really, it's just like this fucking amphibian who's like, oh man, what's going on out here? Hey, what's going? Why is that guy yelling? Where are they running? Oh no! Well, back underground. Uh, no, I I can't disagree. I I would say that is probably the most realistic idea. That's actually that, what you said. That's a realistic. That, whoa! Yeah, for me, that's is, that's scary. It is a little bit, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I I can see that. I mean, it is in that general area as well. They are known to have things like this yeah. around there. Um, at least versions of them. Yeah, why well, could that not be another adaptation? Animals adapt all the time oh, to yeah, the situation. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, and then to think that it's an ancient uh, offshoot is not unrealistic. I mean, no. even now we we still find things that we thought were extinct that are popping up, or like, oh shit, we found these. They're not all dead. I rebuild cool. woodpecker. There, there like That's a, a big of, fucking pecker. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is actually a type of, uh, was it a, a, some type of frog over in Europe that they thought had died off, and they've just started finding bunches of them popping back up, and they're like, oh, these things aren't all dead. They've just been like regrouping and hanging out. Yeah. Wait till, wait till we get our numbers back, you fuckers. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, even bigger animals. There's a lot of them that. We thought we've ranked down to nothing that we now have thriving populations of. Uh, I, I still say there there are some others out there. The thylacine, I think, is one that is still in existence. That's come made in the news quite a bit recently too. Yeah, it's just like been, there's been more sightings and more evidence that it never disappears. Like it just went where people didn't go. Yeah, it, it was tired of getting <laughs> fucked with by people and went, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get the fuck out of here." What do you think, Jim? Yep. Yeah, okay, let's go. But, uh, yeah, no. Well, like, like I said, I'll even go back to the, the 30s and 40s when we found a coelacanth. It's supposedly a thousands of year old dead fish. and now Millions we're of year them, old dead fish. We, we're pulling them out left and right, man. We're like, oh, no, these things are still here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's good. They're, they're, they're just creepy looking, but they're still here. You know, there's a lot of those things. Like I said, I... Even on other shows, I do believe there are probably still some of the ground sloths down in South America somewhere, deep in the jungle, that have survived. The large, uh, maybe not the super large, because there was like a couple different types. There was the massive. The Megatherium? Uh, yeah. Which I'm like, I don't know about that one. But there was a smaller offshoot of that one that was still a good-sized fucking ground sloth that I think are probably still... Living their lives deep. Speaking of ground slots, on one of these next upcoming episodes, we're going to do something on the Smithsonian. I'm like, man, I'm fat, but come on, man. What? Uh, ground sloth, man? I'm not a ground sloth. What but yeah, no. <laughs> I never said that, honey. I never said that one bit. I implied but, it, but I didn't say it. Right, right. I may have showed you this giant picture of Porky Pig and pointed at you and laughed, but it didn't say shit. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, no, I, I, I agree though, man. I, I, I think that is probably the most likely uh, culprit of, of what they've been seeing down there. It, yeah, like I said, it checks boxes, a, a lot of fucking boxes. Uh, yeah, it that does that actually would make sense. Uh, way more than saying it was, you know, the the 
little uh, uh, fucking python that's hanging yeah. out down there. Like, ah, uh, you goddamn people. But no, it, it's, uh, I, I've always liked the idea of Mongolian deathworm. Uh, it, it's, when it finally did pop onto my radar, I'm like, oh, this thing is cool as shit. It would be cooler if it was like a giant monster. Maybe that is because of my love from Dune as a child. Like, oh yeah, I would oh, like to man, see this giant worm. Be like from Tremors, something like that. Oh yeah, Tremors. Fuck yeah, man! I was like, oh yeah, giant graboids. Yeah, we go fucking us done. up. Hell yeah, this is gonna be a good time. All you gotta do is climb up on a thing like Kevin Bacon and be fine. Yeah, hell yeah, God, Tremors is such a good movie, man. Uh, such a the good first movie. one we go after that, they get kind of. Oh, they're fun. You, you gotta take them with what they are. Like a after, gallon of like, salt. The second one. Yeah. First and second, fucking really good. After that, you just take them for what they are. Uh, People die, you get main characters, and not right, gonna die. Right. And Bert becomes our, our main character for quite a few of them with his yeah. big guns. But, uh, but yeah, no, the Death Room's a, a, a cool thing. I, see, that that's the, the, the weird thing. If somebody was finding these out there, would they even equate it with that being the Death Room? Would they, I would oh, say no, not. Here's another one of these fucking... Legless fucking lizard amphibian. Thing. Oh, it's a big one. It's five feet long. No, look at that one. Jesus. Oh, it's red, but that's not it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of those things, man. It's like what they're seeing is what they're seeing, but we don't understand exactly what they're seeing. I Lost in translation. Yeah, that's and, and some of it. I think there's a lot of them that haven't seen it, but they've been stories that have passed down yep. and passed down, and and every so often somebody does see it. To then reinforce that fucking story. Which isn't a bad thing. It's part of the, the fun of, of the world, actually, is some of those I guess, local ideas that become a bigger uh, phenomenon. A, a bigger monster phenomenon. out there. <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's a cool, cool fucking. It's cool cryptid, cryptid man. It, it really is. It's, you know, not as terrifying as, say, Wendigo. But I think there is always that They're fear. Pussy. It, it's no different, I think, of fear than of the water. There's always that idea that something is uh, stalking you. It's one thing if it's something above ground hiding behind trees stalking you. It's another when it's something submerged you can't see, whether that be water or sand, that does trigger certain pits of fear where you're just like... Fuck, I could be walking right on top of this right now, and I don't know. It's a whole different fear than, oh, there's something out here in the woods. Like, yeah, that's something that's going to run. This thing is in a whole different world than me. You know? <laughs> Underwater, I, I am definitely not uh, the, the, the apex here. No. Nope. Because I am underwater. Whether you believe we originally came from aquatic apes or not, we are no longer the masters of aquatics. Uh, let's be real, we are not. Most of us don't even like swimming. Yeah, well, some some don't. I hate swimming. I know. Because I can't swim. But I yeah, jump in the water anyway. Yeah, I'm going. I'm hoping one of these times I don't come back up. But here I am every time. <laughs> so, have you got anything else for these? Bobbing up, man. Yeah, quit talking about Bobby Nabbles. <laughs> uh, uh, no, just a, a shout out to, to the poor, great restaurant in uh, oh, yeah. uh, Sioux Falls. It, yeah, it's the biggest was... town in our state. Uh, it's like an hour and a half. It's like got forty people us. in it. Yeah, it's, but uh, it, one one of their longtime restaurants down there. 
Uh, it closed this week, man. They've been open for 30-some years. I've been going there off and on for freaking years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, they, they announced that they are closed. Did you even say the name of the restaurant? Uh, Fuddruckers is okay. what it is called, man. They are shutting down. And and coincidentally, what was it, end of September? Yeah. When the con was? Uh, they have a, a comic con down there, and some of us went down to just hang out at Normally, like me and my one friend Aaron, usually we'll go to like five guys for lunch. But for whatever reason, we're like, well, maybe we hit five guys. And I was like, nah, fuck it, man. Let's go to Fuddruckers because I really wanted a shake because I'm a fat guy. <laughs> and they have really good shakes and really good burgers. So we're like, yeah, man, let's go to Fuddruckers. Little did we know that was going to be the last time we, we walked into a Fuddruckers to have a giant double burger and a shake. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, maybe my gut told me something was not going to happen here. I need to I need to go here one more time and not be completely uh, pissed off that the place is closed down. Because then I had like three people tell me within like an hour that it was closed. I was like, God damn it, people. Come on, man. Am I really that, that predictable that, you know, the fat guy's going for the shake and the giant burgers? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, they yes. know this well. But yeah, no, man, it's just kind of a sad thing. It's always been, it's on one of the main roads in, in the city. You always drive by it. Big sign out there. Cool burger place. And, you know, 30-some years, and it's, I, I guess I have not actually heard why they're shut What happened down. is um, when COVID hit, the corporation closed out like a whole bunch of stores, like right. 300 of them, and only like 20% of them opened back up. Then they just, oh. they sold the franchise. Uh, man, that makes me even angry. Yeah. That's pretty much what they said, came out and said. Basically, they closed the chain down and the franchise got sold out. <sighs> that just makes me so angry. See, but now so they're good. probably like, Fuddruckers are probably be like down south or on the east or west coast because right. nothing somebody ever will, wants to come to South Dakota. Yeah, so, somebody will, will pop one back open. We do see that with a few things. Like Bonanza, I think, uh, that chain of restaurants. There was a couple of them that stuck around for years after the main corporation yeah. shut down. Well, it's also they can't sad. find people to work too, which I don't understand. That that's a whole different topic, right? Yeah, that's that's a whole different thing of yeah. a whole complicated shit show mess yeah. of things. But yeah, no, it was just really like super sad. Like I said, it was one of those where it's like something in me told me that we need to go to Fud Records today because yeah, like I said, normally I'll go to Five Guys for like the the smaller level chains. Five Guys is one of my favorites, and uh, so it's like yeah, we'll just go down here where we're down here. But yeah, no, for whatever reason, man, that little smirk in my head was like, fuck it, we're going to drive all the way over to Five Guys. Yeah. And it is quite a bit farther than where we were to get there to Five Guys. But I was like, man, I really want Five Ruckers. I, mean, I need some Red Fuckers today, man. Give me, my, give me my big double burger with all my shit on it and my big shake. And no. they dropped $17 to eat. After, now, this folks, this is turning into a food podcast, so... Yeah, that's delicious. Tip your waitress uh, and your server. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say a, a, a sad tip of the hat to losing another place like that. Yeah. But eh, something else will pop up. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm going to get my senior discount pretty soon. So I'm right. Waiting. I'm waiting. I'm holding I, out. I'm holding out. I, 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 get, I get sad sometimes where it's like, I'll be in the grocery store like, oh, you qualify for senior discount? I'm like, fuck, bitch, no. Then I'm like, I don't know, how much is it? <laughs> what? Maybe, maybe I do. Just <laughs> type it in. It's fine. I know I'm not old enough, but I will take that 10% off, man, because yep. I am cheap as shit. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Apologize for coming out a day late, but 
Sorry about all the coughing during it. <laughs> we'll see you again on a normal night Wednesday next week, folks. Maybe. Maybe. No, we will. <laughs> no, we will. It's, it's, it's in. All right. Have a good night, folks. Bye. Thank you.